Hey there, welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. With every episode, we're embracing our multi-layered lives with faith, know-how, and grit. I'm your host, Dr. Jasmine, and I'm ready to go global with you. Let's get started. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. I'm your girl, Dr. Jasmine. I'm so excited to have with me Ms. Shanara Smith. But you might be noticing that I'm a little hoarse. I've been traveling, y'all, with my family, and I've so been enjoying it. We went to Vegas, we went to Cali, and then all the way back to Miami. And now I'm home in Maryland. Oh, my God, what a great trip. But I am here with a little hoarseness. So just bear with me, y'all, as I talk to Ms. Shanara Smith. She is the owner of Spice Living Home Company, founded in 2016. Spice Living is your premier choice for home goods to liven your cooking, enhance your relaxation, and tend to your body. Spice Living is dedicated to providing distinct gourmet spices to individuals and restaurants. She also has home fragrances and bath delights. Shanair offers cooking classes and she also has is a certified nutritionist and wellness consultant. I want to thank Ms. Shanara Smith for joining me and for being a sponsor for this episode. Shanara, Shanara, please introduce yourself and tell the people a little bit more about yourself. Hey, Dr. Jasmine. Thank you so much for having me here. It is an honor to be on your new podcast to have some girl chat. But hi, everyone. I am Ms. Shanara Smith. As Dr. Jasmine mentioned, I'm the owner of Spiced Living. And I exist to give you all things food, um, all things relaxation. Um, I help you cook. I help your children cook. <laughs> I help your spice, uh, your spouse learn how to cook. Um, I just like to make life a little more easier and pleasant, um, just, just to bring everyone to the table. So thank you so much for joining me today. So I want to jump right into this conversation by just asking you to tell me a little bit more about how you arrived at starting a spice line. Like you don't normally hear people like real say random. coming up with a spice <laughs> line. Tell me more about that. So I'm not one of those people where, you know, they say, oh, ever since I was a little girl, I dreamt of having a spice line. That's not me. It, it really just kind of fell into my lap. My husband, um, Teron Smith, he is the owner of Righteously Fit, and he's a, a, a certified personal trainer and a group fitness instructor, by which Dr. Jasmine has been in some of his classes. So y'all know she she likes to yes, stay fit. I sure do. Thank you. I never enjoyed those classes. I was just thinking, by the way, as we prepared to chit chat today, like, I tell you, we're going to start that back up again. <laughs> so um, he had years ago, back in like 2016, we had noticed with his clients that they were always great showing up for classes, but they weren't losing any weight and they weren't meeting their goals. And, you know, my husband's like, look, I know I'm, I'm a great trainer. I know it's not me. What are you doing when you leave me? And that's when you could see the look on their faces and they're like, okay, I'm guilty. I left you. And then I went to Chick-fil-A on my way home. <laughs> and they just, they weren't eating right. And so I just wanted to compliment his business. And um, I, I figured that by me getting my um, uh, 
certification in nutrition and wellness that that would help me help him um, help his clients. And so I began to coach um, many of his clients. I began to show them the, the right way that they should eat. Um, even going as far as doing kitchen raids, going to their mm. kitchen and opening up, up their pantry and throwing away everything that they should not have and showing them as a replacement, maybe you should not use this, you should use this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you'd be surprised at how, how, uh, we all we typically do not know that some of the things that we think are, are really healthy are not the greatest for us. Mm. And um, I remember going to one client's home and they had they they just knew that like their their pantry and their fridge was like fine. Like I wasn't going to find anything. And they had a freezer full of like lean cuisines. Oh, wow. It's full and of salt. I was like this. <laughs> Like, this is processed food. Like, you, mm-hmm. you, you shouldn't have this. And she's like, well, I, I don't, you know, know how to cook much else. And I'm like, you know, I'll teach you. And the one thing that we always would joke about is she would say, well, how many different ways can you cook a piece of chicken? And I would say, I will show so many different ways you can cook a piece of chicken. And so I encourage her to play with spices and, and herbs. And I show her how to mix blends together. And then I said to myself, I can just do this and package this up, not to make money, but just to help his clients um, not be as bored with the meals that they were making. Because of course, who wants to eat the same baked chicken, sweet potato, broccoli every day, all day, right? Mm -hmm. You have to change it up. And so that's what I did. I started to um, make blends in my own kitchen and just put them together just for his clients. And it took off. Wow. And, um, you know, my goal wasn't to really turn it into a business. Um, but, it, it, you know, at one point, my kitchen was just like, it was a, a hot mess. <laughs> and mm. and I talked to my husband about it. And I said, you know, this is taking off. I'm going to have to expand. Like, And he was like, great, because we need our kitchen back. <laughs> Wow, that's so intriguing. Um, so often you hear about people kind of falling into a business, falling into a passion, but obviously I'm sure you do like to cook. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so you kind of creating a need. I mean, while filling a need for the client, you turned into a business for you. How about that? That's yeah, awesome. It is. And and it's it's something that um, you know, I well, I guess we'll we'll talk about it a little a little later, but I really just some people go into business with the idea that they just want to make money. Mm. And I that was not me. I really, like you say, I saw the need um for it and that really drove me to where I needed to be. And I continued to see the need. That was in 2016. So, you know, we're years later and I continue to see the need and how I need to evolve my business based on what I'm seeing from a lot of my clients and people who are not my clients, but um, you know, I I I want to gain them as a client eventually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's good. That's so good. I mean, I can't imagine. So tell me, you know, I can't imagine w- how you've evolved over time how long have you been in business like you when did you start and how far along are you into because I've seen you featured on various television shows and different things so you've had a lot of opportunity following this you know problem you solved for others yeah so I um 
founded my company in 2016 and I expanded my company, meaning that, you know, before, you know, most of us start businesses and it's just kind of like a hobby, you know, mm -hmm. we, we haven't done the, the paperwork and, um, you know, technically when you do own a food company, you should not be operating out of your own kitchen. Okay. <laughs> you know, you operate out of a commercial kitchen. So at that point when I got serious about it, which only took a couple of months, um, I, I got serious and I took the, 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 the proper steps to um, formally, um, you know, incorporate my business and to contract with a national spice company who produces my spices for me now because we're not going to jail. Nobody's going <laughs> to sue me. <laughs> you know, nobody's going to see me. No health inspector is going to be knocking on my door. So, and I want to make sure that everybody stays, you know, safe and healthy. Um, so I, I contract with the national spice company to, to produce my spices for me. Um, that was not too far after, you know, um, I, I started in 2016. Okay. Um, over the years, I have expanded to not just offering spices, but other, you know, home goods, um, you know, candles and bath products. And recently, most recently, I, uh, over the course of the pandemic, I expanded to uh, lots of cooking classes. Mm -hmm. Really, you know, everyone was home, getting fat, eating everything mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, thought it would be a good opportunity to pour into um, folks to show them how to, you know, prepare meals for themselves or their families, regardless of what their goal might be. Um, but that's pretty much how the business is, is evolving. Um, I've had several television appearances, uh, you know, things God is just, things just kind of fall into my lap. Like I, I have, I don't seek out, lots of these um uh opportunities god has just really shown me favor um to where people talk your name in rooms and mm. the opportunities just kind of been falling into my lap so i'm super grateful for that that's so awesome so where do you get your faith you know it sounds like you you know we're started this business to fill a need, obviously, and you're doing it out of the kindness of your heart. But now it's turned into a full-fledged business. So you got to operate like a business. Hello. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but what role does your faith play in your business? Faith um, plays a role in every aspect of my life. <laughs> um, I mean, even when starting, I had to really depend on God to know if this is, this is where I should be. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, people, sometimes I've met people that have said, um, I want to start a business uh, and they feel that God has led them into the direction to start a business or take a new job or move mm -hmm. across the country. And they say that they have crazy faith. And mm -hmm. that's what's going to lead them to, to do it. And I have crazy faith. I do believe that, you know, if, if, if God has something for me, mm -hmm. I'm going to take a step to do it. Amen. But the key is God has to have that something for me. So you, mm -hmm. you have so many people that, that they walk in, they say they walk in their faith and they open businesses and they take these, you know, jobs because they have faith but they are not operating in obedience. 
So I always keep my faith and my obedience paired because it's easy to get as a Christian to get like the big head and to say like have this crutch to say um, my faith is going to propel me into something. But God didn't tell you that. Mm. So you have to kind of have that faith with obedience. And uh, I move when God tells me to move. Mm. That's such a good point. That's such a good point. Um, it sounds like um, your oh, the, that whole aspect of coupling faith and obedience has paved a great so many op- great opportunities and great ways for you. Yeah, it, it definitely has, and um, you know, I I think that when when I listen to what God wants for me and what He wants me to do that's when I get these, um, I feel like these opportunities are kind of like st- his stamps of approval. Mm-hmm. You know, where he's, he, he kind of says like, hey, you you listen, you follow my directions. Because it's sometimes there have been times in my business where I wanted to do more. I wanted to go above and beyond what everyone sees. And God says, no, not yet. I, that's not that's not for you right now, you know, right now. And, you know, for example, people know my dream is to open up a brick and mortar spice shop. Like Mm. I would love to do that um, in my community. Mm. God didn't tell me that this is not for you right now, you know, and I'm not going to go against that. I'm not going to say, well, I have faith and, you know, quit my job. I still have a a nine to five. Mm. That's not what God has for me right now. So I have to operate in that, that faith but operate in that obedience. And despite that not being my time yet, God still drops these other opportunities in my lap. And I feel like he does that to reward my obedience. That's so good. Like I'm in that place personally right now where I'm like, God, I want to do all these things and I can't do that with a nine to five. You can't. (laughs) But at the same time, I have not felt like I had that release. Yeah. And say, you know what? I'm going to risk it all. <laughs> yeah. And no. it, and you have to be careful because, you know, I, I, some people have that release and they risk it all and they come out and they do well, you know, mm. they'll, well, you see, they, they do well. You don't really know what go, goes on behind the scenes and the fire that they had to go through mm-hmm. behind the scenes, but it, it works for some people. Um, but I've seen it not work with some people where they stepped out on faith without obedience. They may have taken out some business loan, they quit their job, and then they end up having their family starving, you know, Mm -hmm. or um, things just didn't go the way that they wanted, and then they have to backtrack. And I that's that's you know that's not going to be me I I definitely have young children so I can't let my dreams get my family into trouble I have to move very methodically and with patience and knowing that you know prayerfully I still I live you know (laughs) decades from now and I have time and everything doesn't have to get done right now my business does not have to be in a certain place like immediately that God is 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 methodical and he's gonna open up doors at his own pace and that's for my good that's that's so good that's so good I think you preaching to me Shanera for real <laughs> <laughs> because I'm seriously in that place in my life like God I know you said this and I got these prophecies over my life and I got these prayers and I got this vision board when 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 and you just told me yeah. chill out girl 
Yeah, and and he, he might be. be and he, yeah, and he, who knows? He he might be. He might tell you next week is is time, or you know, we we are preparing for a recession, right? Some people say mm -hmm. we're in a recession right now. Right. Technically, you know, like we're in there yet, but we're preparing for a recession. And I think this right now is a time for people to just kind of have a little stillness, just just right now, just to see where we end up, um, because things might get a little chaotic around here, you know. But some people might say, hey, we're entering into a recession. This is a time where you really want to move. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I am a risk taker, but I am a, um, I, I don't think that I, I move really fast without thinking about exactly what I'm doing. You know, they, they, I'm not going to miss, I'm not going to miss a boat. You know, if I just wait a little bit to make certain moves. Now, I mean, I still, I mean, of course, I've taken risk and starting the business. It's required, you know, money and time. So I have taken the risk, but I haven't full out taken that risk of leaving that nine to five that we're talking about. So mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, we'll, we'll see. God may have a different plan for you. He may be trying to nudge you to, to go ahead and, and drop that job. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're gonna see, we're gonna see. But one thing I will do, I'm, I'm right in line with you there. I'm going to be obedient. Like if I get the unction, I, I, I'm locked in to the unction. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm locked into what I feel in my spirit is the direction for me to go. And right now, that's the direction is for me to stay put and be it still. Is. It is. So. And you know, for me, I mean, uh, my nine to five, I'm a public servant, and I feel that my my calling is not just my business. I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm a servant in both my nine to five and a servant in my, my business, right? My, my goal is to make life better for so many different people in so many different ways. And I still feel that in my nine to five, God is still using me to be a blessing to other, other people, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, I don't want to discount that because so many people think like you're not walking in your purpose if you work a nine to five or True. you don't have a business and purpose is anything that we do, any job that we have, we do it for the glory of God. And I know that in my life as a public servant, I am helping so many other people mm -hmm. and I don't discount that. That still means a lot to me. Yeah, that's so that's so true. That's so true. And I and I can attest to feeling that same way. I do feel like I still have assignment at my job at my nine to five. That's um, right. So, I like that. Well, that's so good. We didn't divert it a little bit, but I think that was necessary for somebody, even <laughs> if it was just for me, child. So <laughs> I heard you say talk about um this idea about looking at ways to help supply your seasonings and things that you need for your business. If there's someone out there who wants to kind of look into getting into food service or ways to sell their products, are you um, willing to share any strategies to help them get there? I know you had to do a lot of research to figure out the best companies. While they might not be into spices, they might say, I want to white label some other things or I want to get with a, a vendor to help be my distributor. Do you have mm -hmm. any tips, tools, or strategies to help um, women get there? Yeah, I would say first thing is just to, even before you start to look at your actual um, 
you know, distributor or, you know, who, who may um, be your, uh, your, your co-packer or anything, you really should start building your, your network and your audience first, mm. because you can be blessed to find the perfect um, uh, distributor or co-packer that will design your product just like how you want it. And they might be affordable and, you know, but you pay all this money for your product and you have no one to sell it to. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, with me, I had an audience even before mm-hmm. I um, started this business. Not that, not maybe audience is not the right word, but my network was just a, a, a pretty um, large network tight network, large network, lots of um, supporters in in advance that were just supportive of just me as a person, not of my business, but just supportive of, you know, my, all of my life's (laughs) journeys, you know, they, people that I would just consider always have, have my back. So when I did eventually uh, launch the business, there were already people lined up waiting to support me. Mm. So I think that's like the very first step is just to start to build your network, meet people, um, you know, in in advance. You genuinely meet people. Just don't meet people with the the thought of, okay, I'm going to start a business. So I need people that are going to help amplify my business. But just genuinely meet people, get to know people, get to know people's stories. Um, You know, I can talk to anybody and believe it or not, I'm an introvert, but (laughs) I mean, I can like have a conversation with so many different people uh, and find so many things in common. It's easy for me. And I wasn't always like this. I think I got it from my husband because he's <laughs> a huge extrovert and I think he just kind of brought it out of me. But, um, you know, once you get to that point and then you do start doing the research for your business, definitely research all the licenses, research um, the FDA uh, um, approvals and what you may need so you don't go to jail and nobody see you take your house from you. That was <laughs> that was big for me. You know, I don't want I don't want anybody knocking on my door with papers talking about they were serving me because I got somebody sick. That was that was a, that's a big deal. Mm, and sure you is. know, <laughs> making sure you have the proper insurances. Um, you know, because food food is serious. You know, mm-hmm. um, at that point you, you know, just Google is your friend. Google um, companies, call them, uh, visit them. If if they're local, great. If not, travel, you know, you might have to get on a plane to go and visit the facilities and see, you know, the types of people that would be manufacturing your product for you. Um, are, Are they are they friendly people? Is the place clean? Um, ask them what their turnover rate is. Try to talk to some of their employees. I definitely do that at, at, at my um, my distributor. I talk to the employees because if That's they're not being tip. treated well, mm-hmm. number one, like I, you don't want to support a place if the employees aren't being treated well. Number two, you don't want nobody messing up your product. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, there's grounds with employees. Don't that doesn't go well with you know certain food food products. You know, so um, I I just believe in just taking your time. Don't go with the first company that you see. Compare and don't let don't let it be so price driven. 
Mm. So um, sometimes you you do have to pay the premium for a very good um, product. You mm-hmm. want the best. People will, I, you know, you've had had my product. People will tell tell me all the time how fresh my spices are. I don't I, I don't throw no digs at no other spice companies, but I can guarantee you that you you purchase my spices and they might be in your car and your whole car is smelling like spices. You mm-hmm. go to the supermarket, that's not gonna happen. That's you. That's a good point. It's, that's a, that's one thing I pride myself I on. I have it. not necessarily thought about that, mm-hmm. but I think you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, girl. Thank you. But, you know, it's but that's important to me. So I had to realize that I have to pay a premium and I you can't settle when it comes to putting your name on a product. And sometimes it's, you know, when I, when I first started, I was wondering like my, my spices are around like $12 right now for a small four ounce jar. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you go into the market, you could probably find it for $4, mm-hmm. you know? Five. Yeah. yeah. And I was wondering to myself, like, there's no way people are going to pay for this. And then I said, you know what? The right person will pay once they see the quality. And I can guarantee you my return customer rate is through the roof because they know that they're going to get the best quality. And I'm not going to, um, I'm, I'm not going to lowball for, you know, a cheaper product. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about the spices that you have in your collection right now. Oh my gosh. I have. <laughs> so, you know, Dr. Jasmine is interesting. You asked that because, I have always struggled in my business with, I want to do it all. I want to provide like so many different things for my clients because all my clients, everyone has different taste buds. Mm -hmm. Your favorite is the Jamaican me crazy. And believe it or not, that's not one of my most popular blends. Really? Uh, It's not. It is not one of my most popular. So that one just comes and goes sporadically. But, you know, I always, I always do custom for you if you want custom, but (laughs) That's not one of my most popular ones. So I have a total of uh, 29 blends that oh, I wow. that I offer. Everything from the winter winter chicken dinner that is really good on baked chicken mm. um, and veggies to um, uh, everything but the kitchen sink, which is a popular salt free um, blend. Yep, comes in a grinder <laughs> bottle. Perfect for those that are trying to wash their sodium to grilling rubs for the grill masters, Tennessee um, whiskey bourbon, you know, to sweet and spicy Memphis rub, which is great for ribs, to a candy yam and sweet potato spice. Mm, that's so a good one. I really just wanted to create blends where people, if, if they were always nervous or they hate that thought of, what's what am I cooking for dinner today they could just open up their spice cabinet see my spice and say oh um today I I picked out the sriracha lime blend and I know exactly what I'm gonna make with that and I don't have to add anything else to it once I add this to my dish it's good to go I really Mm -hmm. just want to make life easier for people yeah that's good those I mean I love um your flavors I've used quite a few of them I need to submit an order (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um yeah the, I, I can attest let me be one of your um <laughs> testimonials right now to say I love the spices you know I love all of them and I I made some uh what's it called salmon kebabs last mm-hmm. summer 
and I used, I marinated it with that Jamaican rub. Mm. And I had some habanero peppers and some oh, other perfect. little seasoning I like to. And let me tell you how they were snatching those kebabs up. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, I think that's when I ran out. And I was like, I need some more. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, that's why I've been like hollering on your, on your Instagram. Like, hey, I need some. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> and, the thing about, and the thing about me is I love to build relationships with my customers, right? Like I just don't see them as a purchaser of the spice. And then I never hear from them again. Like I, I tell lots of customers, hey, if you don't see anything, if, if something you're looking for and you don't see it on my site, just tell me you want it and I got you. You know, I, I, I will make those special uh, adjustments for my return customers. I like to hear, you know, the stories of, oh, I made this fried chicken for my mother and her lips were smacking. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I need some more of that. And some people that, it may have been a blend, like I have one blend, it's called um, Elsie's Fried Chicken. I named it after my grandmother and I have not carried that one in a while because I, I found that my Mamie Lee's Soul Seasoning, which I named after one of my other grandmothers, to me, that um, tastes a little better on fried chicken. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I said, well, I can't rename the blend. So mm -hmm. I just kind of slightly discontinued it a little bit, the first one. But then I had someone come to me who hadn't purchased for me in like four years. And she was like, I've been looking for years for this Elsie's fried chicken and you haven't had it. And I was like, sis, why you just ain't email me? <laughs> <laughs> And so many people are used to not having that relationship with the business owner. Mm. Like, you know, and I encourage that. I really like to build relationship. I like to know my customers by name. So when I see them, I know who they are. They're just not a purchase to me. Mm. That's so good. That's so good. And, I, and I, that does put a different flair on your business that we don't get when we go to, to the supermarket to pick exactly. up the spice off the shelves. So right. for sure, I, I'm... That's a that's really good. That's the added flair, and and people can feel that connection. That's right, exactly. So in business, what do you wish you known when you started? If uh, that you would wish you know now, when then when you started. Mm -hmm. That is a good question. I think um, probably funding, the availability of. Um, grants and um you know mm. capital access to capital that i think started when i started my business in 2016 there were not uh, there were not a lot of other entrepreneurs i think we've had this big um boom of entrepreneurs in our age range um you know within the past couple of years especially mm -hmm. around the pandemic when i started that business in 2016 I didn't really have a lot of um, entre female entrepreneurs around me. Mm. And so my idea was I just need to go into my own funds, my own savings and start my business. And mm. I had no idea that there was um, access to, to capital and have to use my own savings, mm -hmm. you know, and, and drain it. <laughs> <laughs> start a company you know that's probably the biggest thing that that I would have I wish I knew have you found any opportunities now yeah so I have found opportunities there are loads of opportunities uh out there like 
a lot and I have connected with so many different people and organizations that share um, knowledge with me, which is very important. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times people hold, they close hold, they find out that, you know, there may be grants available and people keep it to themselves. But I have connected with the right people where they, they know if I find out something, she's going to know and they're going to mm. send it my way and they're going to make sure, hey, did you, I just want to make sure you saw this. Did you apply for this? And I thank God for those types of, of people who really want to see you succeed. They they want the best for you. So they're sharing mm. knowledge. And it's not always about supporters of, of a business. It's not just always about the people who buy from you. It's the people who really legitimately help you grow in so many different ways. And to mm. me, that is very important. Those people who reach out to me, they're like angels in disguise. Mm, that's so good. That's so good. Um, on a recent episode, I taped an episode with Miss Jasmine Smith. Um, she's the owner of Baby Vent, and you might want to have a look at that episode because she talked about access to capital. She won a two million dollar contract. I saw that the vendor, the vending machine. Yeah, she yeah. won a, a great contract, and she might be a great resource. I can give you information, but Thank you. there are lots of you know opportunities out there. And she even dropped some of those opportunities in that episode. So I was so glad that she was able to you know, not covet the information, share, share, share. Right. It's enough room for everybody at the table. But it sounds like you have some people in your corner who are your one of some of your greatest champions. And like, if I can do anything to support you, I, I certainly will. Even if you need, need me to write up a testimony, I can oh, <laughs> help thank support you. You your do. pitch package, you know, you by do. all means, let me know. You definitely have been a consistent, you know, su supporter, um, you know, over the past couple of years. So I definitely appreciate you. Oh, no problem. No problem. You keep dropping those spices. I'm going to keep practicing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, as we get to, um, to wrap up, I'm talking with Miss Shanara Smith. She is the owner of Spiced Living, y'all. She's also the sponsor of this episode. And I thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. And if you've been liking the content, please, please, please give us a review and let us know how you're enjoying it we'll be be sure to consistently drop content regularly y'all so as we begin to wrap up this episode tell me what gives you the courage to get up every day and to keep going to following this dream to expand in to grow and all the things that you do my children mm. my watching I, I have a, a nine-year-old daughter and a four-year-old boy the boy's not watching me as, as much. He just sees when mommy has to pack orders and he, he thinks it's fun and games to play in the boxes. But my daughter is always watching me. She's watching how I interact with, with my customers. She's watching, um, you know, how she sees me taking notes or she sees me um, uh, emailing back and forth with customers or, you know, teaching the classes she's sitting in some of my cooking classes and mm. she sees how I interact with people and you know I, I don't want to put it on my kids that you know look you have to be an entrepreneur too I want them to follow what whatever path they they want to follow but I definitely want my daughter to be able to see that there are no limits to you know what you want to do no one you know my when I told my parents I was starting a spice company they were like what <laughs> <laughs> what it was unheard of for their generation you know like that's just who who thinks of that and I I don't want my daughter to have you know the same types of thoughts of oh that's off limits that's not for me I want her to know that anything that she wants to do 
if she works hard enough and if it's in the will with God, then she can do it. Mm. That's awesome. That's so good. That's so good. So when I say, what does it mean for girls to go global here at the Girl Go Global Community and podcast? We are around here empowering our faith and our works to live the courageous lives for which God created us. But when I say, what does it mean for girls to go global? What would you say? I would say um, for, for, for me and for my business, and I would encourage other girls, is to learn how to identify with all walks of life. So um, one way that I do that through my business is I, I try to encourage people to build a relationship with self or others through food. Um, this is the one thing that brings everybody together, right? Um, I, people ask me, who's your target audience? And I say, my target audience is everybody. And sometimes people like get irritated, like, no, you have, you have to have a target audience. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, literally my, like, I have identified with almost every person. Food is a little easier to do that with than some other things, but sure. I have learned to do that. I mean, there may be the college student who is out on their own for the first time and they need to learn how to cook or, um, you know, the, the new wife who is hosting her in-laws for Thanksgiving dinner. And she's like, what in the world am I, how in the world am I supposed to cook a turkey? I've never cooked a turkey in my life, mm. you know, like, or the, the, um, mom who may just want to build a better relationship with a teen daughter and she may say hey let's just do this by learning how to you know cook cook together or it could be you know the the dude who is trying to lose weight mm -hmm. and he needs help in the kitchen losing weight i mean we all have a different relationship with food and what i've learned is that um if you really want to go global you really kind of have to learn to identify with all walks of life and step out of your, what your traditional audience may be, mm. you know, like if you are someone who may um, sell cosmetics, you, you would say your, your audience, your target audience is a female, but you know, female, maybe she's age 30, you know, or, or under, but Honestly, when you really think about it, your target audience can expand to so many different people. I mean, she may be the person who is going to be the recipient or the intended user of your product, but somebody might buy it for her. Or um, uh, you you may have, I have a friend that has a, like a beauty company and she started off designing products to put in customers hands and then she realized like i can private label this mm -hmm. <laughs> and i i believe that private labeling is probably doing better in her business than her actual products were in people's hands mm -hmm. but she had to realize that her her target audience was not just you know this female demographic it was a business owner 
might have been her target audience. So I, I just say that going global is to really learn how to identify with so many different people, regardless of their age, regardless of what their their sex is, mm-hmm. um, regardless of what their interest may be, because it's you can always find like a commonality mm-hmm. if you just search for it in people. Like we are very different, but we always still have something in common. Mm, that's so good. So what can we expect from you next? How can we keep it spicy? How are you going to keep allow us to keep it spicy? Anything you have coming up next for us in the way of spices, events, or anything else? So, of course, you know, I, I change my spices every season. So I have my grilling rubs, you know, out there for those that, you know, like to do a little grilling. But I am working on something a little special. Um, you know, I haven't really told the, the, the masses yet, but, you know, <laughs> this is Dr. Jasmine's podcast. And, uh, you know, make sure you, you get the school first. But I am working on my first book. Oh, awesome. So, you know, I've I've done, you know, like ebooks, cookbooks, you know, but I um, believe that God is calling me to not step out of the the cooking sphere, but I have so much more um, to share with so many different people in terms of living. Mm. Really what Spice Living is more than just cooking. You know, it really is building a relationship. It really is um, nurturing your family. It really is self-care and really diving into that a little deeper so mm-hmm. we got some time left I'm still working on it but oh that's, that's so good that. and I'd be happy to have you on to talk about your book and promote it thank when you. you're ready thank you I appreciate that and so if people want to connect with you if they want to purchase spices how can they do that yeah so my spices are available at www.spicedliving that's s-p-i-c-e-d living.com I'm on Instagram at Spiced Living and Facebook at Spiced Living Co. Co. And um, you can email me if you have questions. I'm happy to talk to you if you're confused and you're overwhelmed. Like, there's a lot to pick from. What should I choose? <laughs> or if you're like, I want that Jamaican me crazy that Dr. Jasmine is talking about. Um, how can I get it? Just feel free to email me directly and, um, you know, we can work something out. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining me, Shanair. This has been the Girl Go Global Podcast, where faith and works are empowered. I would love, love, love to hear from you guys. Let me know how you're enjoying the content and be sure to tune in each week because we are dropping new content every week consistently. Looking forward to going global with you. Stay tuned for more.